Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. We'd love to have you join us for worship. Enjoy this message. As always, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads amongst us. Uh, you know, just, uh, it's, a, it's a calling, really it is, to be a father today. Uh, it's so, so vital, so important uh, to, to be godly parents and godly fathers. I just want to pray a quick prayer of, blessing over our dads this morning. Lord, we just, we love you. We, we, I just thank you for a man who set a godly example in the lives of their kids. Bless them richly and abundantly this morning, Lord. Each of these fathers here today, bless them in your name. Uh, cause your grace, your peace, uh, your wisdom to rest upon them. And uh, just, uh, we thank you. We thank you for your hand upon our lives and on their lives uh, and all that you do for us. Amen. All right. Bless you guys. Uh, go ahead and go to the next slide for me, Neil, if you would. There we go. If you look up there right now on screen, there are uh, not all, but some of the verses uh, in the Old Testament where God instructs his people to remember. Uh, all through Israel's history, as they were in captivity in Egypt, later after they were freed, uh, as they were wandering around the desert for a while, and ultimately as they entered into the promised land, throughout all of that, there are various times in which God will instruct them to remember. And there are, there are five different occasions in which God tells them to remember that they once were slaves in Egypt uh, and that God had rescued them. There is a power in remembrance, uh, especially in remembering uh, what God has done for us. Um, I read a quote a while back. If you would go to the next slide for me. I, I can never, I, I can't find this. I don't know where I read it or who said it, but I saw it in the quote itself. I couldn't remember the, the, the person, but the quote stuck with me. Uh, if you forget your story, you lose your identity. Our stories and our identities are so deeply intertwined. Our story really informs our identity. We become the product, ultimately, of what we've lived out and what we've, what we've lived through. So, so today is uh, June 19th, and it, it is Father's Day. It is also Juneteenth. Um, which, by the way, those two things do not always correspond. Father's Day is on the third Sunday in June. June 9th, Juneteenth is on June 19th. So this year they happen to correspond, but they don't, they don't typically. So Juneteenth is a national day of remembrance uh, by the African-American community of the day that the last legally held 
slaves in this country were freed. And we'll get to a little more on that in a minute. But here, here's, here's the thing. You might be asking, what does this have to do with anything? Why are we talking about this? Um, uh, and, and really, it's uh, on a couple levels. One, just, you know, what's the point anyway? But, but secondarily, uh, as you look around the room, you, you'll be aware there are, there are no African-American people here with us today. Uh, nor are there typically. Very once in a while, we have a friend or family member uh, here that's African American, but very rarely in our church do we. So why would we? Why would we take time to talk about this? And this is the reason. If you would go one more for me, uh, no, go back. I'm sorry, you were already there. Wait. Uh, oh, go go two more. My bad. My bad. There you go. Thanks. Uh, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Uh, it, it is a biblical injunction, and I have been this week as I was preparing, just meditating on that verse from Romans and how powerful it is. Um, it's a reminder to me that we do not live our faith out in isolation, that we are connected. We are connected to the body of Christ in, in multiple ways. Uh, we, you know, I was thinking about it. We are connected to the body of Christ in this building. So most of you, I think, are aware. Some of you may not be, obviously. Our friends Christ the King down the hall. But on Saturdays, there is a uh, Spanish-speaking church, Cristo Rey, that meets here uh, as well. And so we're connected in, in this building with, with those other those other two communities. We're also connected in this, in this community, in this area uh, around us. There are, there are multiple churches around here, and, and we have opportunity from time to time to interact with them in, in different ways. One of the ways that we do maybe the most often, which probably some of you w- wouldn't know, is through our food pantry. Uh, you know, there, there are a couple other churches in the community that also have pantries, uh, one of them being Tigered Friends. And Tigered Friends, they only do distribution one time a month. So sometimes they will get a donation. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they called me up and said, hey, we got a, a donation of like 20 gallons of milk, but we're not giving, we don't have a giveaway for three weeks. So can you guys use this milk? I said, yes, we'll take the milk. So there's this kind of thing back and forth that happens. So we're connected in the community. We're connected uh, denominationally in the, in the vineyard. Uh, there are vineyard churches, you know, across the country and around the world. And uh, some of you guys might be like us. When you're on vacation, you, you go, oh, there's a vineyard church near here. We'll go. And, and so you go. And, and, and very often I've heard people come back and go, wow, it was great. They're so cool and friendly. And I just felt like I was home. I know uh, it's been a while, but Donna and I like to vacation in Hawaii, and we go to Maui, and there's a vineyard in Maui. And so they're friends. Of, some of them have been here to visit us, and, and we go there, and I feel like we're home when we're there in Hawaii at church. It's so fun. Uh, I just want to be there right now. Um, we're also connected theologically. You know, I, you think about this in the church world. It's very, very diverse. There are very different expressions of faith. And yet I, I, you, you realize that in the midst of all that, we read the same Bible and we pray to the same God that all those other churches read and pray to, and so we're connected there. And, and then here's the other thing, is that we, we are 
not only connected in the body of Christ, but we're connected to people in general. That's part of our, our calling as Christians. We're connected to people around us in our community. We're connected to people that are like us and people that are unlike us, people of all persuasions. Um, and, and we're reminded, we're reminded that uh, with, within the diversity of people that we might see or encounter on any given day or week or month, that, all, that, that we're all created in the image of God, that, that we're all, uh, you know, beloved and precious to Him. We all are of, of infinite value to God. We all are people that Jesus died for. And I think uh, it's, it's important, as, you know, the, the first scriptures we read today said, to remember that. Um, you know, you might, you, you might have a friend and your friend is going through a hard time and, and, you, and, you, and you say, you know, hey, you're not alone. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you in this. And, and that same thing is true collectively. Is, is, uh, we're not alone. And, and other, other people are not alone. We're, we're together. And I think one of the most profound expressions of that connection that we have is to rejoice with those who rejoice. There's something wonderful in celebrating someone else's victory, not your own, a victory that maybe you had no part in, but just to cheer and celebrate with, with, with that other person, that other party over their victory. But in some ways, possibly even more profound is, is to mourn with those who mourn. To enter into the, the, the pain and, and the, the doubt, uh, the grief that another person is feeling is such a powerful thing to come alongside and just walk with them through that. Um, that is, it's, it's such a profound thing. You know, and I think, I was I, thinking about it this week and I, I realized sometimes we might shy away from that. We might not want to enter into another person's grief because, and this is typically, I think, part of you know our, our normal thinking is, I don't know what to say. And this is my experience. I found out that saying nothing is actually best. That anything we can say is probably inadequate. You can say, uh, it's going to be okay. But the truth is, it may not be okay. It may not be okay anytime soon. It may not be okay for a long time. You, you can say, I understand. But, but the truth is, you don't understand. And, and so there's something to be said for just coming alongside someone in grief and just being there, just present, just being with them. I was going to tell you a story about that, but I can't. <laughs> Anyway, that's the context for, for today. Um, with that in mind, I, I, I thought, uh, I was, I, was I, I feel, I don't say this all the time, but I kind of felt compelled, you know, kind of by the Spirit this week to, to talk about this. Uh, so we're going to hit the pause button on our Love Is series. We'll come back to that next week. Um, but, but I want to look at what it means to be free and, and at what our, our black sisters and brothers celebrate today on Juneteenth. Uh, so, so our title today is simply Remember, if you could put that slide up for me. Um, and I want to begin with a passage from Exodus. So go ahead and go one more for me, Naomi. 
This observance, this is uh, Exodus 13, verses 9 and 10. This observance will be for you like a sign on your hand and a reminder on your forehead that this law of the Lord is to be on your lips. For the Lord brought you out of Egypt with his mighty hand. You must keep this ordinance at the appointed time year after year. Year after year, he says, the Israelites were instructed to remember year after year what God had done for them. Now, um, the Israelites, uh, there are some parallels between them and the African-American community in the United States in that the Israelites have been in slavery uh, in Egypt for a long time. Uh, 430 years is, is the most commonly accepted number. If you do the math and do the biblical timeline, some people come up, some scholars come up with a little bit different number. It's a little less than that or whatever. That's the one that's most commonly accepted. Any way you cut it, any way you add that all up, it, it was a long time. It was a long time. This is the reality, that the people that were eventually freed were born in slavery. And not only were they born in slavery, but their parents were born in slavery, and their grandparents were born in slavery, and their grandparents' parents were born in slavery, and it's all they'd ever known. And that was their identity. That was their identity. They knew nothing else. And the stories that are passed down from generation to generation, as they are in any family, were all stories of slavery, stories of captivity. And then God rose up liberators and Moses and under the leadership of Moses and Aaron and Miriam, uh, they, they, were, they were set free. So slavery in the United States uh, was also carried on for a long time. The uh, first slave ships landed in Jamestown in 1619. It was uh, 246 years later 1865, that slavery legally ended. So, on one hand, it's 246 years compared to the 430 years of the Israelites. Uh, it's a little less, not much. Uh, but here's the thing, it's thousands of years later. And you might say to yourself, hey, over that thousands of years, didn't we figure anything out? Did, did we not grow in our understanding and our compassion towards humanity? Did we, did we not grow in our ability to relate and love and care for and be kind to one another? And the answer is apparently not. Chances are good, I, if you're like me, most, most of us, many of us maybe, have uh, not heard of Juneteenth until recently. I, I didn't until last year. Last year is the first time I heard about it. Last year, uh, Juneteenth was declared a national holiday. President Biden declared June 19th a, a national holiday. Um, but before that, it had been celebrated in various places uh, and, and in various ways for a long time. It actually began uh, in Galveston, Texas, over 150 years ago in 1865, uh, shortly after uh, those, those last uh, slaves were freed. Uh, it has been called by various names throughout that history. It was known originally as Jubilee Day. Uh, it's been called Emancipation Day. Uh, Black Independence Day, um, and and now it's kind of we've kind of just sort of settled on this name of Juneteenth. Um, 
So if you uh, think back for a moment <laughs> to your uh, high school U.S. history class, you will recall that um, Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation declaring all slaves free two and a half years before that on January 1st of 1863. So January 63, June 65, two and a half years. What, why the gap? What's the delay there? Um, well, a couple things. One is that uh, news traveled a little slower then than it does today, right? Uh, it took things weeks, maybe months to go viral back in the day. Um, so news traveled slower, and even when news, you know, was passed on, uh, the reality is this, that, that when, when it was a, a change in policy and or a law that had been passed, the enforcement of that law might lag even further behind the reception of it. it meaning this, that some people didn't get the memo, and some did get the memo and said, who cares? I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. The truth is this, that slavery was a long-standing tradition in this great nation of ours, and it didn't die easy. So it, it, during that time, the Civil War rages on, right? Um, and even after the end of the Civil War, Robert E. Lee uh, surrenders to Ulysses Grant on the steps of the Appomattox Courthouse, and it was uh, another two months after that before General Gordon Granger uh, arrives in Texas and reads General Orders Number 3. If you could go to that for me. General Orders Number 3. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. That later became the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. Um, so it was the following year after that that some of those... Uh, freed slaves gathered together and had a party. And they celebrated Jubilee Day. And that Jubilee Day, as we said, later became Juneteenth. Um, and it's been celebrated in some form or another in various places and ways ever since then. Texas was the first to declare it a state holiday, and then other states followed suit. And uh, it, was, it became a state holiday in, in uh, uh, Texas in 79, I believe. And then... Uh, uh, you know, it kind of spread from there. And then, as we said, 2021 became a national holiday for the first time. So today, if you could go one more for me, Naomi. This mural uh, is painted on a wall in Galveston, Texas, at the exact location where that order was, was read on that day in 1863 or 65, whatever I said, and uh, to commemorate this. Um, so so as as we said... The point today, a little history lesson, you know, uh, but, but really, biblically, to rejoice with those who rejoice, rejoice with those who rejoice, to celebrate uh, freedom of African-American brothers and sisters. I think it's powerful. Um, in closing, I want to say this, though. We, we, we rejoice with those who rejoice, and a, a little, you know, kind of social justice issue tagged on to the end of this. We also mourn with those who mourn. And while slavery is um, no longer legal and has not been uh, in, in the United States in a long time, it still exists. 
Would you uh, go one more for me there, Naomi? You're already ahead of me. Uh, there are estimated uh, today, we, obviously the numbers aren't known exactly, but this is mind-boggling, realistically, 21 to 45 million people in 167 countries. 21 to 45 million people in 167 different countries trapped in some form of slavery, sometimes called modern-day slavery, sometimes called human trafficking, at all times, it is slavery at its core. And at the bottom there are some of the ways in which that's carried out. Domestic servitude, uh, sex traffic, forced labor, bonded labor, child labor, forced marriage. All of those are forms of slavery. The one that's not on there may be the most insidious of all, which is uh, child soldiers. I've read uh, different documents and, and even one book about, uh, you know, children that are inducted into wars, and there are civil wars and wars being fought in different parts of the world, and these guys have, somebody has a beef with somebody else, but they don't want to get shot, so what do they do? They kidnap a kid and give them a gun and say, well, we'll put him in the front line, and if he gets shot, no big deal. So it's, uh, it's a reality of the world that we live in today. Point being, the job isn't done. We celebrate Juneteenth today uh, and the, the freedom of uh, African Americans from slavery in the United States, but clearly the job is not done. So here's what I wanted to say, my suggestion to us today as, as a local body is first just be aware. I, I think we need, to, we need to be aware that things like this are happening. It's easy. It's not in the news every day. It's not something you read about. It may not be something you see, although Portland is one of the capitals for human trafficking in the United States today, by the way. Um, so, so I think we need to lift our awareness. We, we need to be aware and mindful that these things are taking place, that they're happening. And, 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 and be informed. And there are any number of, if you're, if you, there's a lot of great websites. If you just Google human trafficking or, you know, modern day slavery, they'll, they'll come up. Dozens of them will come up. If you would like more information, you can email me and I'll send you a couple uh, that I think are good. So, so just awareness, it starts there. Secondarily, I think we need to pray. Uh, we, and, you know, sometimes we feel like prayer, is, is that doing anything? But the reality is it does. And I think there are, there are justice issues like this in the world today that require more than prayer. They require actual hands-on work to be done. But, but my personal conviction is that any work that is done should begin in prayer. should start with prayer first. So we want to be aware and then we want to pray. And as you pray, God may stir your heart and you may feel led to help in other ways. And there are any number of ways you can help. The simplest being, you know, financial donation to support organizations that work in this. And then, of course, from there it goes on. But, but again, I know it's hard to, you know, we hear reports, different, you know, organizations, nonprofits or NGOs or whoever, and people give money to them, and then that money gets squandered or whatever. I, that's realistic. So go to the last slide for me, Naomi. This is an organization that I know of personally. They work primarily in child trafficking. Uh, I have friends who are very, very 
uh, involved with them. And so they're, they're a Christian organization. They're a credible organization. Uh, they're, 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 uh, it's, it's uh, you know, someplace you can, you can look at their website and you can donate towards them and actually get involved in different ways uh, with Love 146 and know that you're uh, helping someone that's actually doing something. So, so uh, there you go. There's, there's today a little different than what we normally do. Uh, but again, this is something I felt stirred in my heart to share with us. Uh, it's a little early, but I'm, would you guys come back up? And I want to do Freedom Reigns, the last song on the set. Ask, uh, I asked uh, Stephen and, and Cindy if they would do that again. And I just want you to worship together with this song and really to consider freedom and what it means, what it looks like, how it works, and begin to allow God just to speak into your heart over, over some of these issues. Um, today, okay? You can stand if you want, (laughs) or you don't have to, I guess. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org slash give.